0: G'day, and welcome to the Wing It Podcast. Illinois, they take out March Madness. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo, he's my better day, and he'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You heard it here first. G'day, and welcome back to another episode of the Wing It Podcast. Episode 32, our final episode for the year of AFL. Wow, we made it. I didn't think it would be anything like this at the moment, to be honest. No,
1: I didn't think it was going to be like this at all, either.
0: Episode 32, Tom Sparrow, Premiership hero. Did he even play? Yes, he did. What do you mean? Oh, he did. scored a goal from 50, oh, wow. off one step. He was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He was actually talking to his dad in the elevator as well.
1: He was a wow. very nervous
0: man in the morning. I bet he off was. the grand final. So, um, so that was boy as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. Went to
0: PAC. There you go. Um, absolute gun, the future of our footy club. So, wow. Yeah. But uh, no, unbelievable game. Um, obviously, initial reactions were a bit of numb, a bit of a numb feeling. Uh, didn't really know what to feel. At the ground, obviously, I was over there in Perth and living it up. And the, I'll tell you what, the atmosphere. Unreal. Was unbelievable. Like, just even pre, like a couple of days before when I was there, it was just like everyone was so hyped up. And I've never been in Melbourne for a grand final. Yeah. So I don't really know what it's like there. Uh, but no, it was unbelievable, the atmosphere before the game, obviously during the game as well with Optus Stadium, it's sort of, it's like a Coliseum and it closes in a little bit, um, so it holds in the noise a little bit better than the MCG, which is more open, um, but yeah, unbelievable, like, what a day, uh, honestly speechless. But.
1: Well, that's why the podcast is coming to you a few days later, as Doggo had a, well, I guess you could say a six day hangover.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it was, oh, but nice. um, yeah, still feeling pretty crook at the moment, unfortunately. But. Yeah, I don't think it's COVID,
1: obviously, but... <sighs> Thanks, mate. I hope it's not.
0: Yeah, hopefully not.
1: Well, let's kick on with our uh, our review of the, of the game, hey? Let's kick it off with our uh, five, four, three, two, one votes, shall we? Yeah. Let's do it. So, Definitely. we've done a f- five being best on the ground, one being the fifth best on the ground. Yeah. Without our votes, let's we'll both kick it off with a pretty uh, standard one for number five. We've both gone with Christian Petrarca. Has to be. Uh, deserving Norm Smith medalist, uh, I think from about three-quarter time... The third, uh, three quarter time he was, a lot, he was locked in for it. Yeah, it's going to take a lot in that fourth quarter for him not to win it. I it think was, Fritch was the only one who was challenging. Because yeah. if, if Fritch kicked eight or so, then I think it's hard not to give it to him. Yep. But that was it. Petrarca played unbelievable.
0: It was strange because half-time, uh, it was 100% going to be bombed. Um, he had it locked in. Yeah, locked in. I don't know what the odds were. He's probably in to about $2 odds, if I'm honest. I would
1: have thought so. Um, we had three first-half goals.
0: Yeah, exactly right. And I was getting extremely nervous. We were 19 points down and I sort of accepted the loss already if I'm honest. Um, I
1: I, I I accepted it for you too. I thought the Bulldogs were home.
0: I was like, oh, they're home here. There's not really much we can do about it. They're absolutely rolling. Bont's going. But that third quarter from everyone, uh, Angus Brayshaw really stepped up. Neil Bullen was unbelievable. Uh, The young players, like I was speaking about before, Tom Sparrow. uh, And obviously Petrarca was absolutely astronomical in that third quarter. So yeah, with probably one of the goals of the year considering the moment and everything like that the dribble across the across the ground yes
1: forgot about that yes Uh,
0: but no Petrarca was unbelievable has to have the five votes for me here 39 touches uh, 15 score involvements and two goals
1: had 40 for a minute didn't he and then he he got taken away how shocking
0: Simon Black called up champion data and told him to take one away he'd do that as well Simon Black he's got got those guys who would do that I reckon but no Petrarca probably the best grand final performance
1: I've ever seen Um, so unbelievable what a biased would you agree? No, not at all. Who's better? Couldn't have told my head, but I wouldn't say he's the best I've had, best best I've seen. No, he played very well, but your whole entire team played very very well. He had
0: thirty nine touches and two goals of fifteen. Kane score had thirty
1: seven and one hundred nineteen point loss.
0: Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> fifteen scoring forms. You didn't have
1: didn't even have fifteen scores that I think day. Jason in two thousand and two, in the wet was unbelievable. Oh, Did you say that? Did you? Yeah, I did. I've watched that game back many times. <laughs> I've watched that game back many times. I have. Turn it up. Um, don't even think he won on Smith that day. Actually, Ackerman. Like, <clears> so there yeah, you go. Anyway, moving on to our four votes. I've gone with Clary at four votes. I'm shocked by this. You've gone by who?
0: I've gone Bailey Fritch. Yeah. Have to. Bailey Fritch, unbelievable. He was just, no one could stop him. They put about three different men to him. It was just, there was no answer for him. He's too quick on the ground for a tall. He's too good in the air for a small. He's going to be really hard to match up on these next coming years. Mm. You know I'm a huge Bailey Fritch fan? Mm-hmm. Obviously being a Demons fan, but... I was actually really high on him at the start of his career when he came in and played half-back because um, I think he's one-off, if not the best, field kick in the AFL. He's a very, very, remember, very, good I kicker, remember yeah. about four or five years ago I was telling you that. Um, and he's really just, like, obviously catapulted his game. Everyone's been talking about it. He's only had, I think, career-high of like 25 goals in the season before this season, mm. and he kicked 59 this season. So, absolutely wow. huge jump. Uh, but, yeah, he, he takes a fourth for me. Kicking six goals in the grand final, not many people have done it. I think about four people have done it ever, so.
1: Wow. That's very good. Well, yeah, I've got him at three regardless, but I've gone Clary at four. I think that's the way, in that third quarter, when uh, when that game looked over, Clary put the team on his back in that midfield then. and was fe- He was fantastic. I don't know how many times he was the one bursting out the centre, getting the hands out, setting up. I think those, those your three goals in 20 seconds, I reckon it was, over yep. something stupid. I think Clary had his hand in every single one of those. So I think Clary was fantastic. I think he was the second best player on the ground and it deserved four votes for me. Definitely. Number three, while gone for it, for all reasons you've said at three, who have you gone at three?
0: I've gone with someone who, who's actually been getting a fair bit of praise internally in the demons, uh, camp and in the demons, uh, fan base. I don't know about externally, but, uh, Angus Brayshaw. Mm. Unbelievable. Best game he's played, I reckon. Yeah. Best game he's played probably. And he's just, he just epitomizes the demons this year. So selfless. He's the kind of player, obviously he finished third in the Brown though. Um, he could go to a North Melbourne He could go to a Gold Coast And he could average 32 touches a game
1: Well we saw him do it for that one year Exactly he's right He's a
0: fantasy pig Could do it quite easily But uh, no he's just been so selfish Playing on the fat side of the wing um, And he's just been unbelievable this season And then with his dive um, His dive for the mark Which actually got us in front uh, For the set shot Jonathan Brown said it's the most courageous uh, Most cra- courageous attempt he's ever seen on a footy field So, Really? Big coming from uh,
1: Jonathan Brown. I actually so. hate he said that because I don't think it was anywhere near that kind of level, but Jesus. I think Jonathan Brown has done 20 more courageous acts than yeah, himself. Well, he hasn't seen that, I guess. suppose not. bit disrespectful to Nick Revolve anyway. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, that's what I thought. But no, Angus pressure was unbelievable. Just cool, calm, and collected all game. Great on the left and the right. I think he had uh, 24 disposals. And I think, Snag, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and a goal. And I think probably 12
1: on the left, 12 on the right. Unbelievable. There you go. All right, two votes for me. We'll get through these quickie. Uh, I've gone Caleb Daniel. He was the best player for Bulldogs. So I think you have got to get one in there, and um, maybe if they won, he, he could have had a. He would have. He, I think was the only. He was the only Bulldogs player to pull northwest votes, wasn't he? Yeah. So um, he, he was the only player who really stood up for Bulldogs, and had a lot of the ball. So yeah, twenty six in the first half. So huge. Still to finish with thirty seven, I believe. Yeah. So great game by Daniel.
0: Yeah, uh, I've gone with Christian Salem uh, for two for me was unbelievable, had 93.6 disposal efficiency. Wow. Uh, and was just unbelievable for us, 27 touches. Uh, and it's just a pivotal part to our team this year.
1: Question about disposal efficiency. If you kick a goal, does that count as? Yeah. It does? Yeah, And does it behind count mm, as? Interesting, I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. If you're, if you're disposing of the ball, what happens if you kick it behind? Does that count as a 50%? What is it? I don't know.
0: Mm, maybe it's a miss, like a zero. Yeah, I, get, I, get, I get, maybe it is. Like well, hit think. goal, so.
1: Yeah, who knows, but Go. yeah. Anyway, uh, last vote, Gord. Um, I think Gorn was just He was just typical Gorn Should have had a goal to his name um, I think if he kicked a goal As well It would have really been The icing on the cake for him It was, it was a behind But it was very close Yeah But um, I think Gorn was huge Dominated the ruck um, I don't think Stephen Martin Everyone talked about Stephen Martin Had a big game I think Gorn was just uh, uh, Head and shoulders higher So I think he had 19 touches himself So Gorn for me
0: Interesting Yeah Obviously I'm a big Gorn fan But I don't even think Gorn Was our best ruckman on the day I think uh, Dogger Jackson was far better And uh, no. Gorn Gorn said that himself no, and then Gordon said that uh, he nice guy. he chucked him in the in the ruck and just left Doja Jackson there because in the third quarter he was the key to our dominance. Uh, Doja Jackson in the ruck, so he was unbelievable. But my one vote, he played one of the best games of his career, if not his best, and I called him to do so. And that's uh, Nibbler Alex Neil Bullen sacred art boy, um, had 24 touches and a goal and was just instrumental to advancing the ball from midfield to to attack for us. So
1: there we go. All right, should we go through what our what our calls were for the game and uh, how they ended up, how they turned out?
0: Yeah. Well... I, I predicted it very, very badly, but I went a bit left field with most of mine, so... Well, I went, I predict, if you predicted it badly, I was I was even worse. So I had doggies to win. Oh, true, true, yeah. So, I think you should do that to piss me off, to be honest.
1: No, I thought they wouldn't at three-quarter time with six minutes in. I was very, very confident, so... Uh, but you obviously tipped Melbourne, so I well done.
0: Yeah, obviously tipped the days. Didn't really expect them to win so emphatically. Um, It was very, very humble before before the game and very, I guess, uh, just sort of calm and trying to not get too ahead of myself. So mm. I didn't want to be disappointed. So, But no, Demons win and unbelievable win it was.
1: Now, most goals, I had Tim English as my most goals. I thought he was going to be the difference in this game. He had to have a big game for Dogs to win and he didn't. No, so, not uh, at all. that's probably why they lost in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I had uh, Ben Brown who did score three goals in the grand final and yes. it was unbelievable. I just thought with his height and his presence he would just dominate the the undersized
1: Bulldogs back line. But it was Bailey Fritch in the end with six goals. So I missed that's off to him. I missed one there. Norm Smith, I had Bonton Pelly, which again at half time looked a lot. So I guess if the game ended at half time, I was looking pretty good. Um, pretty but it doesn't end at half time, does it? And you ended up not. unfortunately going left wing. I think if you just went a bit vanilla here, mate, you would have got it pretty easy, your Norm Smith call.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't want to go too vanilla. I would have said track, obviously. It's Pretty obvious, obvious one, reasons. he was a favourite uh, But I went with Jack Viney, I thought Jack Viney could really just play a role Um he be, did. Yeah, exactly, like, he was very good But I thought he could maybe yeah. get forward, uh, kick a goal like sometimes he does Dominate the clearances, have 30 plus touches um, And really um, just um, stabilise Liber, Liber's uh, impact on the contest But yeah, he, sort have... of, he sort of did that, but just not not in the biggest way And um, unfortunately lost out in the North Smith to one of the biggest uh, grand final
1: performances ever yeah, Libby was a bit quiet, wasn't he? Very. Very quiet. All right, uh, most touches, I went with McRae, no surprise. I'm yep. sure you probably would have, would have, maybe. No, I went with Salem. You went with Salem. And he, he actually Salem. did, to be fair, he had a lot of, a lot of the ball. Yeah, he, I mean, was, he only, was nowhere near. He was only 12 behind. I mean, he was only, nowhere near Petrarca, clearly, but he still had a lot of the ball. So. Yeah,
0: but interesting stat, actually, Petrarca, this season, has had only eight games over 30 touches.
1: Right. There you go. There you go. I would 39
0: hate... in a grand final.
1: Wow, and three and over 13 every finals game. Yep.
0: Huge, and yeah. So, five home and away games, 30 touches because wow. he's not a big touch getter. That's not what he
1: that's not his purpose. He goes forward, he kicks goals, exactly. Etc., et he's, like so. he's like that Dusty. Du- yeah, Dusty exactly. probably does not that much 30 uh, vote, 30 touch games anymore either. No, um, obviously, yes, we went, you went doggies, I went Melbourne. Now, pre season call cool for the grand final, long before the season started. I was poor. I was yep. obviously, unfortunately, I was, I guess, you could put me into third place, I guess. I was, we got the bronze medal, I suppose. I think we lost by less than Do- uh, uh, Geelong. Did you? It was close. It was close. We both, both disgraced. Was, we both disgraced. So uh, I guess I got a bronze medal. We'll take that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're cool.
0: Well, I went for Brisbane, who did lose to the eventual premiers. So and technically, sh- I was third.
1: Technically, you went out in straight sets. You're technically looking at fifth or sixth.
0: Yeah, technically. But no, I went with Brisbane. Obviously, uh, without injuries, I think they honestly could have done it. Um, but obviously, injuries were really... Um, really hampered them late in the season so
1: now our Brown Bats grand final mega multi agonisingly close who would have thought that Jack McRae was the player to let us down
0: I know out of everyone and let tell us a story about what happened with you Ken.
1: yes yeah, so I, I uh, celebrated hard I obviously messaged Jared from Brown Bats our uh, sponsor saying mate Kat, how good is this we've won the multi and he was, he was rather confused and then I realised uh, quite a few beers deep I had actually put kind of a 30 instead of McRae 30, which worked out really good for my bank account. Not so good for my self-confidence afterwards when I told everyone uh, that it won, but luckily uh, I put the wrong bet on, so anyway. And
0: you told a few other people with the
1: told wrong bet quite a well. f- I told quite a few people with the wrong bet, so actually, a lot of other random people think we won.
0: Yeah, there you go. So we'll take it. So technically a win.
1: Technically a win. Another asterisk to add to our multis. Yeah, 100%. We love the asterisk, don't we?
0: We do. We anyway. Do. But no, on to Cam Stables.
1: Oh, it's a Cam Stables time.
0: Exciting, (gasps) exciting. We're back. So obviously, goodbye to the AFL season. What a season it was. Go the Demons. Hopefully we can go back to back. And we've got actually a a bit of an announcement coming uh, this Friday. No, next Friday. Um, So be prepared for that. Uh, Watch out on the socials for that. And watch out in the next podcast for that. Um, So yeah, next Friday, big announcement coming. So make sure you stay tuned for that.
1: Okay. Well, that's news to me. I've got I've got no idea what dog is talking about, so and I think he's gonna to go to the toilet. So I'm, I'm gonna take the reins here with the Cam Stables. So, Spring Carnival, we are back, how exciting. All right, so let's kick it off with our Sydney race seven at Ramwick. We've got the Dali flight stakes. So we're only gonna go through the group one races for uh, today. So, uh, for uh, Saturday, sorry. We're going with some huge roughies today. As uh, you can see by the odds, we're taking them all each way, but there's just a lot of value going around, I reckon. So, race, uh, yeah, Sydney race seven daily flights. We're going with hinged at $21 and paying, paying $7 for the place. Last week, he was the, it was his first race outside of Queensland and his first race under uh, under Chris Wallace. So, it was a bit of a trial for him and I think that now he, and he had no luck. It was a tough run, could not get out, just had no luck at all for him. So, um, I think the creases now will have been ironed out in this race for... Uh, incoming uh, his second race in Sydney. I'm struggling to talk this morning. Don't know why. Um, but he's going to give the field time the chase. He's drawn barrier four. He's going to come out the gates real fast, give the field time the chase. And I don't know if they're going to catch him. I think they probably will, but I think, he's, I think he'll hold on for a place. So at $7 for a place, hinged. Uh, number seven at Sydney. Great, great bet. Now onto the next one. Now I can't wait for this. The Epsom, handic- Epsom uh, handicap. We've got... Cascadian, the number two, at $21 and $6 for a place. He's a big favorite of mine, My probably my favorite horse going around, bar none, and I back him every race, but I'm so keen on him this time. He's back to 1600 meters, back to the mile, and that's his favorite distance for me. He's fourth up, his record fourth up is quite disgusting. He had four starts, two wins, and a third. One of those, the third in there, was 0.3 lengths off Colding uh, last year in the all-age in the, in the all stakes, should have won it. He's now fourth up, he gets Bowman on, 56 kilos, Beautiful weight. He's he, he's going to th- he's gonna thrive in the handicap conditions, not a wait for age for once. Thoughts on Bowman on? Huh? Bowman's a much maligned jockey. Everyone loves to rip him. I don't like Bowman, but he's on a, when he's on a back marker, I love Bowman. I mean, we saw it with Winx how many times? He knows how to get a horse out at that 200-meter mark, get him into fresh air and give him speed, and that's what Cascadian is. He's just so slow at the gate, it's not even funny. So when you're watching this race, and you've got your money on Cascadian, when he's dead last at the 600, do not stress at all. He's going to find fresh air, Bowman will get him out, and he's going to run home hard. It's going to be a soft seven, is my guess. Everyone's saying it's going to piss down and be even more. I don't know what forecast they're checking, but it's not raining that much. Tomorrow, it's going to dry it up. Today, they're expecting zero to two mil. It's going to be a soft seven at top, so that means it gets the heavy mudlarks out the way, which Cascadian isn't. But guess what? Soft six, soft seven. That's where Cascadian's won every single race in Australia, pretty much. And he won last year in a soft six and a group one. He's fourth up. He's so ready for this, and I think he's going to storm home. Now in the last, and that's Sydney Race 8 as well, the Epsom. And then the last group one for the day that I'm going to bet on is uh, Sydney Race 9. What's that called? It's called the, Me- oh, the Met- Metropolitan. I've got quick thinker at some odds here. Like I said before, it should be a soft seven. Quick thinker loves a soft track. But at 20, what's this, 2,400? Yeah, 2,400 metre race. Quick thinker's won all his races between 2,400 and 2,600. He's, he's prime for this. Drawn wide, but he's got a lot of early speed. Always has quick thinker. He should be able to cut across all the non-speed to his left. Probably sit two or three off the barrier and should have some nice cover, I reckon. So just watch for him. And McAvoy on board knows how to win win a race. So he's my other each way bet, $23.06. I know, all three horses are over $20. I don't know what's going on there. Um, But yeah, that's my three tips for this uh, week. Some juicy odds, take them all each way. I'm not going to go through the, uh, I forgot the name of the race now, but the group one over at Flemington. Turnbull? Yeah, it's a Turnbull. Well done. I I do do have it down, actually. (laughs) Uh, Because very elegant versus incentivised. Just sit back and watch that race. It should be an absolute amazing race. Very elegant. It's the best horse in Australia pretty well. It has been for probably a matter of years now. Incentivise looks like it's going to be the next big thing. We've seen a lot of big things like Funstar coming through and Probabil, but this one is different. How's this for a stat, Dogger? Incentivise, uh, he's won his last six races by a combined 41 lengths. What? That doesn't even what's make that any sense. Dogger, math man, what's the 41 divided by six?
0: It's roughly... 4.7 I was going to say it's 4 or 5 or something, 4.7 it?
1: that's that's a complete guess is it absolutely no idea that's 5 times 6 30 so it's over 5 lengths that's yep. not okay it's about 6-7 lengths about that he's a freak of a horse and he showed last uh, last week or 2 weeks ago sorry that it's not So it's a 6.8 he showed a couple of weeks back in his last run uh, when he beat Mwunga I think it was that he's not just, a, uh, not just a young kid who's going to come onto the box. He's a serious, serious horse. And I think a pretty face. No, I think he might even... He's a cup horse. He's a Caulfield Cup <clears> throat> type throat> horse. So um, sit back and watch an amazing race. But uh, they're my three tips that are for this week. Juicy odds. Get on them. Let's hope for a win or two.
0: Camp Stables is back by Woo-hoo! popular demand. How good is that? Love it. Good to have it back. Big spring carnival coming up, obviously. So stay tuned for all of your horse racing tips from Cam. Gamble responsibly, obviously. Um, like. This is not financial advice uh, no. But no, there is more to come Obviously with AFL wrapping up as well Don't be worried at all So obviously we do have camp stables we coming at you every week hopefully as well And then we're going to do uh, something a little bit different Let us know if you're pretty keen on this In the Instagram comments or the Instagram DMs uh, But we're going to start like an AFL his- history series uh, So mm-hmm. looking back on some of the biggest moments in AFL history And sort of um, giving our take on them uh, and giving our sort of like our two bobs and teaching a little bit about what happened in the AFL history. And hopefully we'll learn a, bit, a little bit along the way as well.
1: And our first um, episode in AFL history is going to be on the greatest a- uh, grand final performance ever. It will. It's going to be our first 2021.
0: one. 2021. So we're going to if, go
1: through it. As Dog has apparently said, it's Petrarca. So we're going to go through it and we're going to find out who's had the best AFL grand final performance. And so that will come to you next week.
0: Exactly. And obviously, uh, as the uh, AFL season comes to an end, it only means one thing and that's the NBA season Pussy. is speeding up. So uh, NBA is about two and a half weeks away, so very wow. excited for that. It's actually no, three weeks away today. Wow. So very exciting. exciting stuff. Um so we'll we'll come at you with all of our preseason predictions as we as we did last year as well. Which are all wonderful um, from memory. Shocking. I think about Joel and being... Um, for Defence Player of the Year mm. So it's really bad Anyway uh, but And obviously We'll be continuing Our NFL as well um, So you seem to be Really loving that Which is good And just want to thank you As well for all the support And everything over the last uh, Year Obviously our first season uh, This season So very exciting stuff But really want to thank you For all your love and support Through social medias Through Spotify uh, Through YouTube Through everything So really appreciate that But no That comes to The end The end
1: of AFL season. Very Thank sad. You. Thank you very much,
0: everyone. A fantastic ending, though. Dean was yeah. getting up. Unbelievable. Yeah, literally, who would, who would have thought ending a 57 year drought? Just saying, we at podcast season one, we at flags one.
1: Wow.
0: Something in that. Can we go two for two next season? <sighs> Let's hope. I wouldn't mind either way. So, no, make sure to follow us on Instagram. At Winget Podcast, follow us on TikTok. At Winget Podcast, have a look at us on Spotify.
1: At Winget Podcast,
0: and obviously look at us on YouTube as well. At Winget Podcast, and also make sure to keep an eye on all of those social media links. Um, on next Friday the eighth, big things coming.
1: Oh Righty, I don't even know what this is. So talk soon. Good night. I usually good say night. That.